Hey guys, welcome to the newest episode of Annie Fix. It's been a while. Welcome to the newest episode of Annie Pod. It's been a while, a long while, but uh, the boys are back. It's me, Glenn, and the other two. Hi. Yeah. I mean, are we meant to do introductions? Yeah. yeah I don't we... know. Maybe just Ooh. say your name. Um, I my name is Matt. My name is Matt, and this is Cal. You're RC Anime, and you will be presented as such. We're here, back, podcasting, and we're going to talk about the best, and well, not really the best, but just our favorite anime of 2016. Which means the best. Which our... means the best, yeah. because I don't know why we'd talk about anything else. Uh, Matthew, why don't you go, for, why don't you go yeah. first? Tell me all about your favorite anime. Tell me about it. New game. I mean, new for game fun. Is, that we're just is going right at start. it. Yeah. 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 Well, no, come on. When new game is my favorite show of uh, last year, 2016, uh, it's the most. I, it's one of the more consistent shows, I think. I mean, oh, there are no. some really good stuff. Like for sure, Flip I love. Flappers I love new. Game. Was really good, but oh. sometimes it would. Yes. Like, but yeah, Flip Flappers is also amazing. It's a really daring or original story. Um, but yeah, back to New Game. New Game is just... It's <laughs> Moe. Christ, you know? Fuck it's originality. <laughs> we got New Game. It's new, it's fresh, the kids, they love it. Alba. Best. The best. Be- is she or, really your favorite? Uh, Kagam- she- Kagami. She- Kagami. I was about to say, I-, I didn't think you were much of an Alba guy. That seems more around... I know, I-, I love all of them. There's not a single character in New Game that I don't... I like? know, but I make you pick the hard choices. That's what makes podcast interesting. Who is your favorite? Uh, y- y- not Kagami. Yagami. Yagami Ko. She's probably my favorite. Uh, after her is um. I know you're just you're just. Uh, I don't know. I like. Are, are we giving you time to look up the names? Like Ahagan is also good too. You know the one with the guns. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Though I mean, uh, Nenichi. Name no, she, no. Yeah. Okay. no, okay, no, okay. Actually, I said I liked all of the characters. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's fine. No, she's we need fine. to talk about this. But... Day Day did nothing wrong. That pudding was rightfully hers. <laughs> that was a surprisingly nice episode. Just about yeah, you know who she life. was like. She was like she was like Toru in Shirobako, only more cute and more useful. <laughs> Fuck you. Nenichi's all right. It's Not, just yeah. like she's gonna be unemployed for the rest of her life. Oh yeah. I l- I love New Game. I really can't think of much to say about it besides, like, everything about it is cute. It is, but it also, like, uh, showed a good perspective on uh, video game development within Japan, which is just quite cool. I, I guess, but, like, that really wasn't the focus of it. I mean, in the sort of a yeah. backdrop, it was done really well and kind of exposed a lot of people not knowing anything about how Japanese game production <laughs> works, but... But I, I think those are, like those thought are the sort of things I appreciate. Just little facts. Just to if I can go out of an anime series and go, wow, I learned something. Then that's just a or even like having experienced another world that I know exists within the real one. It's just nice. You want to see. start a new life in another world? Oh god. <laughs> Was that? Was hey, that hey, wasn't that a transition? really popular show last year? Uh, that was really big, wasn't it? it was. Yeah. It, it depends which one are you yeah. talking about, because there's two. I'm talking big about ones. real life. I mean rewrite. I mean re zero. Real life. Rewrite. <laughs> re zero. Let's talk about re zero. Is re zero okay, so actually okay, one so of Okay, so let's start shows? from square one. No, I mean zero. Oh. So. Matt, well, Matt's I know this is a new talk about this, it. This is a new podcast starting in a world from zero. Yes, Jesus Christ, we've done this is it. Exactly what's going on. Do you guys actually? What do you think of ReZero? I like it. I 
think is okay. Because the thing is, this is actually the series, like, years ago that inspired me to start learning Japanese. That didn't last long. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I was, I was a fan of it way before it became popular. I'm a fucking hipster. I liked ReZero before yeah. all of you. Uh, I jerked off to Rem before all Jesus of Christ. you. Could we not start off this podcast hey, being a hey, bit hey, classier I'm, than I'm the last I'm a Ram one? girl. Ram. I jerked off to Ram before you. <laughs> I'm not I, basically what I'm saying. We could have some class in this podcast. Jesus Christ, this was a classy, informative discussion. It was going to be very professional. We we're going to get sponsors, and we we're going to talk about everything. Sakugo with the Canopy effect. Yeah, it was gonna. Everyone was gonna be going. Wow, look at this really informative podcast about the anime industry and how it works. And oh, we get analyses. to that. Anyway, like, oh, it was fucking director Kun. His first directional debut on Wakaba Girl, and then he did this. Even though before that, he was a really good storyboard AD on action on on action set pieces. <laughs> so he was a re he, he's really good with action layouts, and that's why a lot of the action scenes in ReZero surprisingly good. And there was that one animator, Callum. Can you help me with his name? Uh... The Koyoshinari one. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, fucking uh, bro to Yo Yoshinari. Uh, yeah. There you go. There's your Sakuga knowledge. Now there let's talk go. about who I jerk. Now let's talk about who I masturbated <laughs> to. Um, <laughs> colored by the hints of melancholy, I jerked my dick to Rem a lot. Jeez. That's <laughs> 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 so surprisingly poetic. <laughs> I mean, like, who didn't? Who didn't of like anyone who watched anime in 2016? Most people watched ReZero, and most people really liked Rem. Even though a lot of the girls are good. Amelia's good. Ram's good. Felt's good. Beatrice is good. Subaru himself, the jackass, good. But ReZero as a show as in itself, uh, I liked it. Because I, I already liked it from the thing and I'm still keeping up with it. Uh, it's actually really an engaging, tense show. Which isn't what a lot of people expected going into it, and I, I was, I wasn't expecting it to get as much traction with the Western community as it did. Mm. That was, a, yeah, that was surprising. It was weird how, um, I guess, because the popularity of Steins Gate and the whole sort of time dilemma idea. Madoka. But yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Groundhog Day. But it's Yo, weird, a lot of surprising. Source code. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, it's those like it's those sort of series, but I don't think um, ReZero had that immediate appeal um, that you'd usually see from things that spread wide and far. So yeah, yeah, I was impressed with how it spreads and um, how quickly people were turned against it. That's yeah, a lot of people happened. didn't like where it went, and I can understand. Yeah. and it's like. A lot of, I, like, the first mm. and second arc are kind of about the accumulation of the small moments that Subaru goes through, and the comfort and the pain that comes with them, and that without those small moments, his life would be lifeless. So technically, he himself is going through a more uh, rich life than he would have previously had he not gone into a world from zero. And then the third arc, I still think is about that, but it just... It drags on, admittedly, but 
That do you know that you watched it right? The the entirety of it, the backstory. I actually the, haven't uh, finished butler. it. But did you not get to the backstory with the butler guy? Callum's no. not finished anything. There's a lot of things that no. I haven't finished. Yeah, but the ba the backstory I felt was a, like a more interesting story. No, yeah, that was that was that was the, the that was so the necessary. That was so necessary to the show. Things like that, and it really didn't have enough of that. And to be honest, in the material after it doesn't have enough of that and i'm kind of disappointed where the show ended because i would have liked a lot of ren friends to kind of keel keel over and be like fucking bad anime because of what happens to room which is it right after where uh not not i thought it was right, farther in not right after but it's so close i thought they were gonna go for it if they hadn't dragged nah, so it, much they could have went for it i would have loved to um see people's reactions spoiler alerts like something bad happens yeah Still, well, we all like. I I really re zero. I would say. I mean, a lot of favorite. bad things happen. Like yeah. Rem got to play uh, Twister in the game. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was some sexual Twister. Um, I liked re zero. It was one of my favorites. That's for sure. Another similar story. I, I liked re zero's sister show a lot more though. Konosuba. Konosuba is one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really hard uh, to not talk about one or the other because both of them are so close to each other how well, well, um, no. the writers they're both novels are yeah they're both no like uh they, they both have no, the, like, the, concepts, the, authors, but... the author yeah the authors are bros yeah they're they're best friends they're like the canapa effect in rc anime only <laughs> ideas. i'm just the middleman Glenn, Glenn is the guy who uh he's the editor you know he just publishes both stories and all that <laughs> But, yeah, Konosuba was definitely one of my favorites, and I'm so glad it's back already. Konosuba 2 is amazing, but this is, like, only for 2016 shows, Dude, but yeah. Sh sh well, I mean, it is a 2016. Well, 2 isn't, a, but, you know, it's Shinya a, Takahashi. It's a sequel to a 2016 show. Shinya, hmm? Taka Shinya Takahashi. He's one of the main hmm. reasons I'd say the Konosuba adaptation is done so well, because of his kind yeah. of uh, cartoony and flexibility with his animation. The it's bat, really, the, the, the he's incredibly bat, you know, veteran of, as far as animators so very go. Bad. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really it's so indulgent that it's just so funny to watch. It's yeah, it's hilarious. I, it's one of my favorite examples of uh, visual comedy. No, yeah, Konosuba has so many good examples of comedy in general. Um, I mean, for one, it the its facial expressions are pure gold. Yeah. And I don't think many shows are able to match it. And it also has a really snarky energy, kind of something that almost, I feel like, the first half of Girlish Number even had. But it's just done so naturally, and it never feels um, really... Uh, I guess the best word I can think of is forced. I mean, it... It never, it uh, never makes force me second guess the comedy. It, but... Yeah, because but forced comedy is just telling a joke. It's, I, I, it's a really good. I show, mean, there are a but... lot of times where comedy shows they tell a joke, and you know that you're supposed to laugh there. Sometimes you just don't, and that could just be because of different senses of humor. But it could also just be because the joke isn't really funny, or um, sometimes delivered can... badly, or. Like they just don't synergize with. Any I of the love other the Big yeah. Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like God. for Kanasuba yeah. for me, it's 
like without any form of genre transcendence kanasuba is at its heart a satire like it's very mm. good at i like a lot of people probably wouldn't agree with that but i mean i don't know maybe oh, it's, it's a, because it's, i've read the novels and it satires um uh, immediately what when i first got into it i i thought it was a parody of dragon quest and it kind of is in many ways it's just um, of the general isekai stories like yeah the isekai, isekai <laughs> is uh sorry if Let's speak yeah, I mean, English. You guys, you guys are you guys are fucking weeaboos. I was hoping you'd get me. Uh, it's it's like it's stuff it's stuff like it's, Narnia. It's, it's you know, a, yep, Isekai is high being transferred world. to another world essentially, and there's so many of those coming out recently that like light novel publishers in their contest, they're like, we we are no longer accepting Isekai. I see that you no <laughs> like there's like a hundred. <laughs> what, what about wait, hey, what about do you like your mom or whatever that dude, light novel? Dude, dude, I, I'm gonna read that. It's gonna be so good. It's a fucking <laughs> light novel that is about. It's being published January 20th. It's a light novel about just it's the normal Isekai story where a guy gets transferred to another world and he's like got to save the world and then his mom happened to be there at the same that time that he was transferred great. so his mom's there and his mom <laughs> is stronger than him and his mom's just like honey are you okay let me help you it's it's, it's basically <laughs> like the anti it's the antithesis to the um to like the Isekai story just because that whole thing is about like about coming to a new world and being faced with new things, but also escaping an old one and just bringing that along is kind of great. I I, I also need to uh, read that because it I, I read it when you posted it. It's not, the description. It sounded I'm, fantastic. Like I'm gonna do it with my terrible Japanese, and I'm gonna try to get back into it. But like we'll see how that fun goes. I'm gonna try to read it anyway. Un like another, I don't know if it's one of my favorites, but another show that I think did comedy really well this year was Tanaka Kun. We actually watched the first episode together, but then we kind of stopped. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I think I really liked the first episode of it, but it's the sort of thing that you can't really get enthusiastic about. Oh no, like, watching it together was a terrible idea. <laughs> we, yeah, like we watched it in totally the wrong atmosphere where we're all sitting in the, there in a cool watching on Crunchyroll and just like, yeah, wait, waiting for the waiting for the joke. Like, but now, then Keijo was the show to watch. Keijo mm. is that is one that of my is that the greatest greatest the Keijo best is anime of the hype. year. It is the best anime of the year. That is without it's the a doubt. Best anime of all I'm, human history. Like it sounds like I'm. It sounds like we're joking. I fucking love Keijo. I, I love Keijo. Keijo is actually genuinely really good. And it had Sakuga. If you want to talk about people, if you want to talk about people who <laughs> always um in their vlog videos or whatever videos they always say, oh man, the hype. Ah, oh, this was so epic. Keijo is the quintess quintessence of fucking epicness in i don't and whatever it's in epicness uh, it's Jesus the most sexually Christ. charged unsexy show there is besides like the kind of airing right now scum's wish but we're not talking about that we're talking about 2016 where more than anything i want to know the canapa effects favorite anime wait oh, actually oh. matt if you uh, had to make a guess what do you think Callum's favorite anime of 2016 was? Uh, which yokai watch? <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I, I seriously spent a huge amount of, um, I think it was 
June, July, and August. I spent a I spent a load of time watching Yokai Watch, and I fucking yeah, you love did. It. Yeah, you but did. I don't think it counts as a 2016 show, does it? I remember when we were fucking. Okay, this is a 2016 show that I think we all love, that especially Callum, and it's the revival of Pokemon with Pokemon Sun and Moon. Pokemon Sun and Moon is amazing. It's not it's... my favorite, Pokemon but Sun and I Moon really, is... really like Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah, Wait, there's which, still which like is your 40 favorite? episodes left. It's it's the one with Serena, isn't it? The one where Ash kisses X, her. X Y Z. What my fa- what my favorite? Oh, my I, th- favorite I thought show. you were about your favorite Pokemon anime. Oh, 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 no, yeah. No, but Sun oh, and no. Moon is, Sun and Moon is my favorite Pokemon. The best Pokemon anime, yeah. series, yeah. It's it's a brand new atmosphere, a brand new approach to animation, and genuinely Ash's personality. He feels like a character that I can somewhat enjoy watching, whilst before I was more interested in watching his adventures. Like, he could stay at that school throughout the entire series, and I would have no problem with it, because he's an animated character. He's a character with genuine animated personality. Me too, but it definitely finally has the same energy that the very original Pokemon had. I mean, they're... (laughs) Swear to God. What leaves any of them behind? They're essentially kind of rebranding the series. And the the game is doing that as well it's um doing game, game's amazing instead of like gym leaders it. like trial you have trial leaders and um bless you Callum. thank bless you, you Callum. we're gonna keep that in the podcast okay it's your thanks. fault everyone needs to listen that's a certified canopy effect sneeze Sac- <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um but yeah uh talking about sakura pokemon sun and moon is amazingly animated uh yeah. i got to an episode where it's not but yeah, for the most part. Uh, yeah, I'm, they. I'm only, I'm only it kind of varies. Uh, that's, I, that's. I know that's gonna, that's gonna, gonna happen. It, it airs every but... week, and it's no. There's 50 episodes. No, so. yeah, I don't. I don't. It's like I. I even Go Princess Precur didn't fucking do that well. It had off episodes. Like I'm like, I'm not trying to bring Pokemon Sun and Moon down because the animation yeah. it does have is entirely energetic and super fun. Yeah, and I think a big part of it is uh, Pokemon, like Pokemon X, Y, and Z, and X, Y, and and a lot of previous series. Like it was just that the animation was for the battles. That was the big part. It was like mm-hmm. good animated bits, and it's a battle. It's a gym battle. It's the league. But I think this has kind of expanded it more to a general philosophy. Like the character designs are a big part of it because it makes them. Easier to animate, easier to show expressions, easier to show personality. And so it makes the term well-animated scene less defined because mm-hmm. this different approach is taken throughout the episode. Still, Pokemon Sun and Moon, amazing. Pokemon Sun and Moon, Callum, uh, one of I, the favourites. I, RC Anime took us down a path I wasn't going because I wanted to know your favourite anime, Callum. Yeah. <laughs> It's Mob Psycho. Oh, I should have guessed uh, actually. It, it, I, I it was a fairly easy guess. I really, I kind really of, I kind Mob Psycho. I like, I like Mob Psycho a lot. I just kind of <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> not because it's not good. Just I wasn't. There's a lot of anime that aired this year. There is a lot of anime. It. Yeah, there's a lot of highlights throughout it. But Mob Psycho was um one that I just could not 
stop watching so many there's so many series that even if i love them i like even with ReZero, i never i haven't finished that yet and so sometimes i'll get stuck behind a few episodes but mob psycho i was just there because i was so ready to see what it had for us and it's just mob psycho 100 is just such a endlessly confident production it implies yeah. such brilliant craft expertise to the smallest of ideas it is easily the show you should watch this year if you just want to watch some goddamn anime <laughs> just think, like if yeah. you want to if you want to see pictures moving there you fucking go that is the show for you that and flip flappers but yeah it's these sort of uh like i know there's and lots of Hibike, animators euphonia who, uh, yeah, anime. yeah euphonium too. i know there's lots of animators who watch anime just for ideas and um inspiration and mob psycho and flip flappers are just two very very good examples of what you can do within animation what what sort of approaches you can take how like stylistically off model cuts can be appreciated and adaptation adaptation uh, is something yes. people it, it i don't know if you've read my, like i really don't like I've one read that much a as a writer of mob psycho mob the manga for mob psycho 100 has the peaks the same peaks that the anime has but everything else is so weak and i just don't want to read it that i i didn't i stopped reading it and i was just like i'll watch the anime and maybe and then i watched the anime and the anime the, the first episode was mostly original for the most part but after that it was so sensitive about the material that I actually cared about it, mm. unlike the manga. It's like, I don't know. I just, one is not a very good author, but when he oh, does. Talking about adaptations. Fuck you. What? <laughs> okay. What? Kizumoto can we, can we, we, can, we cannot have segues every single second. I know. I was in the middle no, of talking, it's just, it's you bitch. Psycho. Come on. <laughs> I get what. I, yeah. Yeah. Matt, 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 RC, Matt's it's not, not an RC anime approach. <laughs> anyways let me talk like we're talking about fuck you you can wait yeah so yeah you sure piece, fine piece. i'll, I'll, let, just, I'll fucking, just sit here yeah do it okay where i don't even remember what i was saying though um, adaptation uh yeah i i mean i got i got my point across for that i'm pretty sure basically upcoming director not even really upcoming anymore the death parade director yuzuru tachikawa yeah. uh he's amazing he even had the best storyboarded episode on yuri and ice for sure which wasn't that hard to be honest but he is a amazing guy to look forward to he has all the diverse visual set pieces of mm. someone talented and uh yeah there's a, fantastic, <laughs> yeah there's a fantastic quote that he did that he said in an interview uh before the show started that was um i want uh mob psycho to be uh, a visual, uh, visually, a box of very fun surprises and uh, like visual elements that you haven't seen in anime before, and he absolutely nailed that. Just, mm -hmm. I, I, I just love it when you see directors getting hugely passionate about uh, animation, and uh, a lot of the best directors are animators. Yeah, he was uh, an animator. Uh, I'm sure he's an animator before this, but the main thing I know him. For he animated wait or did he direct death billiards i thought he only did cuts for it i'm not too sure no regardless sure. we're we're boring matt to death so what were yeah, you saying let's, <laughs> let's see what he likes what's he got to talk about 
I was gonna talk. I was gonna say if we were talking about two, uh, we we're talking about amazing examples of adaptations. We had two great films that are some of the best adaptations I've seen in anime Kizu or even in general. Kizumonogatari and Koei no Katachi. Yeah, good, good thing we totally have seen Koei no Katachi. Because yeah, we have I'm the only thing. one who's seen Koei no Katachi because it's only so far aired in Japan and Scotland. Scotland uh, one time. <laughs> Scotland one time too. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'll skim through Koei no Katachi really quickly because I really think it, it's probably the best animated film from 2016. And it's Yamada! sad that not many people have hadn't had the chance to see it. Oh god, I fucking love Naoko Yamada. <laughs> Yamada. Um, <clears throat> I should say that I don't really like the Koei no Katachi manga, mainly yeah, because I, I feel like it's... It's way too long. Uh, yeah, it's... One, it drags a lot, and um, the film cuts so much from the actual manga. It's amazing. And it's... I always felt like it was just too... I don't like using this word, but it's, it, it really did feel melodramatic. I feel like a lot of the time it was trying to it's enhance like, itself. Melodramatic by... isn't a criticism, it's because well, it's I just mean, a term. Like I mean, it's a like term, I, you're saying it with a negative. That... You're saying it with a negative context. So in this sense, it's completely fine. I'm, <clears throat> I'm just saying that a lot of the time the drama feels, tr it it's trying to evoke itself as something really dark and something that psychologically harms each of the characters. And yes, that of course, I mean the characters would be psychologically. A, uh, harm. I mean, it's about bullying. It's about uh, impairment. It's kind of about growing up in a very um, kind of judgmental. But you know uh, what reminds really, me of growing up? Suffocating society. Um, fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, Koino Katachi is somewhat of a coming of age story if you look at it in a certain way, and it never sells itself as one. But Naiwa Yamada, who is amazing at uh, telling coming of age stories, as we can yeah. see through everything she's done so far. Like, um, uh, like most people at KyoAni, they all have a very, especially Yamada, has a very careful approach to character drama, which is only made perfect by the fact that it's a story about, I mean, I haven't watched it, but I've read the manga, a story I, I can just assume because Yamada is amazing. Uh, she just she's a clear embodiment of animation and storytelling and doesn't need all that extra fluff that made the manga so not not that terrible oh yeah it, but... it cuts out so much dialogue yeah. from the actual manga and she just expresses um, so much through framing and color she is just it's interesting amazing. because while it's a film it's a story about someone who's deaf the sound is crucial in it not just the music but also the sound editing um when we get to the final fireworks sequence, the sound of the fireworks are so loud that the surround sound actually vibrates and it makes the entire theater vibrate, which is what Yamada wanted to do because a lot of people who are deaf, they feel the sense of sound through vibrations in concerts and whatnot. And so while they can't hear um, the music, they can feel it to a certain extent. And that's what she was trying to get at. And I think doing stuff like that was ingenious on her part and then we get kizu monogatari who uh which is another just fucking example of um the unfaithful adaptation of something which just uh tatsujo oishi five years <laughs> he's uh he's the best five years in the basement and this is what he comes out with um breaking a, many uh, uh settings 
uh, rebranding many old settings we've already seen in the show, rebranding the character designs. Um, yeah, moving the uh, the meetup with Shinobu Heart Under the Blade uh, to the train station just made it so much from more the street under the lamp. cinematic. Yeah, yep. it, it made it not only cinematic, it also made the scene much more engaging for the characters a lot mm. it gave them a lot more to do like that escalator scene wouldn't be possible oh my god that, those fuck the oh. they spent two or three minutes just for him walking through the train station i want to fucking araragi's so hot by the way <laughs> just, i just wanted to mention um like he in an interview like everyone knows kizu was announced forever ago like 2009, I think, is when Kizu Monogatari was announced to be made. And, uh... Oishi, at that time, wanted to make, like... Because it was going to be on the big screen, because he had decided with the producer and uh, Shinbo that it was going to be on the big screen and not a TV series, that he wanted to make it actually cinematic. He feels there's a very significant, subtle difference to, t to television between film and television, the cinema, all that... So, the way he did that is he just removed all monologues, which is some like something that Monogatari is the first known film. for. The first film, the second and third film have monologues. The second one, not so much, but the third film, a lot of it has monologues. Oh, that's odd. Yeah, I have. I've only seen the first. I downloaded the second and I watched it raw, but I still would prefer. I mean, I already we've already read the novel, so yeah. Um, I saw the third film um, in theaters in Japan when it uh, just when it came out. Yeah, just and... keep bragging about it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I saw Koi no Kotachi in theaters in Japan too, and I also saw your name in theaters in Japan. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, we can talk a, about your that, name that's later. That's a film we should talk about. That that's that's that is that is the big film did of the, uh, 2016. Did the Boy and the Beast come out in 2016? No, no that, that was, was 2015, 2015. And also, the Boy Sorry, and the Beast was not very good, and not many yeah, people talked about it. Oh, I didn't like it very much either. I was just I couldn't remember. Yeah, I liked parts. Of it. I liked the uh, first half. Of it. I really liked the first half and the second half. It's like. And the second half, just like I don't why, like why I don't yeah, even care. Yeah. Um, I I I haven't watched your name yet. I know you two have, so you've got it. Oh. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. One thing. One last thing about number one on Mal right now, isn't it? Still. Is it still? Yeah. Yeah. People really mm. like it. It's it's good. Um, I, I, I don't really, know really if liked it's it. um, the pro I, I no I love well I love the soundtrack. Um, I love the look of it, but I love the look of all of Shinkai's films. This one though finally actually has a story that I can feel that's emotionally engaging to some respect. I I guess you could make the argument for his other films as being a more subtle example of the same thing, but I always felt I always felt Shink that. Every the subtleness was more. Hmm? I, every one of Shinkai's films can be described as that feel when no girlfriend, and then your name is when it's <laughs> that feel when girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good ending. <laughs> but I, I but yeah, do your think name, like, um... the problem with. Um, so, like, you. We, you almost did it before, where because. Because. Your name is number one on Mal. You almost feel like you need to level your conversation in contrast to that. When I, I think, I think, well, it's just it's not just Mal. It's also yeah, um, yeah. the second highest 
highest-grossing animated film in Japan. It's the highest-grossing Japanese film in China, in South Korea. Uh, it's it's, the... I, it's grossed pretty high in many other places it's been released. They're trying to get it nominated for Best Animated Feature at the Oscars. And while I don't think that's going to happen, no. there is... There is your name has a stronger viable chance than any other film that hasn't been made by Ghibli to be nominated yeah. for an Oscar, at the very least. It's just well, maybe Miss Hokusai as well, but I don't know. But yeah, um... but yeah, your name—it's—it's it's certainly culturally significant. Maybe if not in the West, it is in the East, and it's also a huge commercial success. So it's all that into account because it's not really Mal because. To be honest, who gives a shit about Mal scores? I know, I just find it... I know, I know, but it's just super interesting, because, like, before anyone even had the ability to watch it, it was number one, and it's still there. It's just funny. Yeah. Like, I like... I, mean, I don't I don't like Shinkai. I, 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 I always like Shinkai, Shinkai for his shorts. I mean, I, I love like Shin, I like Shinkai. And, um, I, I she like... and her cat. I like the OPs really he did for video games. For he did the <laughs> 2006 OP for like F, a fairy tale of two, and I really that's a really good one. And also another one from like two, early 2000s that was like a wind of breath of heart. It's like all of his actual shorts and films. I'm not the biggest fan of. I mean, uh, of course, your name still has some of Shinkai's kind I'm, of... I'm looking I'm looking forward to it man it's so, it's just like like snooze bits but I mean it it employs a lot of interesting narrative uh strategies I guess for Shinkai at least I mean I, I think it was the story is somewhat unlinear well. really the, well. the story like well I mean most of this is also from uh not just Shinkai it's also from what's his name uh Genki Kawamura, who's the producer, the producer. of no. this film, and he's also worked on The Boy and the Beast. And uh, Kawamura had a lot of creative input on Your Name, and I feel like most of the third act is him, because the third act feels very, I guess you could say, um, very kind of Summer Wars-esque, very Ghibli-esque. Not, not, not so much Ghibli, actually. It's just kind of, it becomes an adventure film, which is very different from the first two halves. And that's why I always see your name as two films. The first two acts are kind of this Shinkai's extended version of that Zikai short that he made, that commercial. Mm -hmm. While the third act is, it becomes the adventure film that I think everyone talks about it for. And the third act is really good. I really like the third act. I love the yeah, soundtrack that, that girlfriend. the yeah. third act uses. Uh, Rand Whips is amazing. Absolutely. Um, I, I went and spoiled myself a bit. I listened to it, but the soundtrack is really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, in general, it's certainly a Shinkai film. and I. But I feel like it's Shinkai finally... We should probably explain uh, like what we giving, mean by I, Shinkai film, because I think I that think, we're over buzzwording that. I mean, every... I don't think Shinkai's... I don't think Shinkai's bad. I just don't think... I don't like most of the things he's made so far. And it's... The style he goes for is usually not backed up by any sort of animation. It's just very... It's very pretty, and mm. I like it, and I don't really have any other word to describe it besides pretty. I don't think... However, your I, name I, is... I know, that's what, opposite, I, that's, what yeah. I was, that's what I was about to say. Your name, I've looked at some of the names attached to it for the key animation, and he finally has a 
significantly better team to actually back a lot of the more ambitious shots he tends to go for and actually have animation like I've, i saw a couple cuts in the trailer that looked really good so it's i'm thinking i'll like it yeah i'm thinking i'm gonna like it a lot more i'd be surprised yeah so, well some of its uses of um uh, kind of it tries to employ some like some interesting camera movements, some like 3D camera movements in the very beginning. I don't know if you remember this, Callum, but the scenes when they wake up, you can kind of see how they're, it's a 2D screen. They don't really use CG, but instead they just kind of warp the screen a bit to kind of make it feel like the camera is moving yeah, around yeah. the bed. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, stuff uh, like that vaguely. I feel is still a bit awkward, but that's just maybe because the technology that they have isn't entirely capable yet, or they just didn't have the time. There's stuff like that, but overall, the film is pretty consistent in terms of how it looks. It's a very, um, that's the thing, like, it's hard for me to talk about your name, because at one part, I don't really spoilers. like the first half, but I really like yeah. the second half, and also a lot of spoilers. See, I really, really, li I, I liked both halves, but I liked the first half better. Also, like, there was, um, I've... it kind of, like, I was, I'm struggling to, like, what to refer to them, they're kind of like montages uh, where they'll play the Radwimp soundtrack and it'll just... And I, f I found those moments just well, that's to from the Z really Kai capture what stage the uh, narrative was at and, genu and it genuinely just showed off uh, how good the storyboards and editing were just to put this film together and um, Well, yeah, the narrative design of it's pretty interesting because it's told unlinearly, but you don't realize it until um, I'd say so, 40 minutes in? Yeah. Because, well, spoiler. There's like yeah. like minor spoilers. Um, it just it throws you into the middle of the story, and you don't realize that it's actually kind of yeah, it's what a they're kind showing of you like... in the middle of the story until it throws you to, back into the beginning, but then it also, how it introduces the scenario going on between the two characters was really natural. It doesn't begin with them before everything. It actually starts with them in the middle of, like, switching. Yeah, or not even in the middle of switching. Of it's like... <laughs> I feel what? like I'm... I said I've seen a lot of lewd fan art of the girl. I feel like I'm part of this conversation. She, she is a like very popular character. She's cute. I understand. And a very good character. Honestly, I loved both of the characters. And that's a rare thing in, like, in in the, these sort of, like, body-swapping stories that have been around since the start of time, I, it's rare that the two, that they are both likable characters, and that they both act in a, in a way that is both somewhat, maybe not realistic, but relatable, if... You can I mean, kind of see they, they actually there. act in ways that's kind of convenient for the two because they know that they don't know each other's lives that well, so they leave notes and whatnot for each other. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's... So they're trying to make it as convenient as possible, and I feel like a lot of those switcheroo stories, they never, the two characters never really help each other. Yeah. I think that's... Like, if, if it was realistic, they'd probably be hiding in their rooms trying not to ruin each other's lives, and stuff like that but but it's I, that, that's what i mean it feels relatable like when they they two take the steps to go out and try and find this awkwardness in other people's lives also 
a, an interesting part of it is the uh, difference between country and city life, which is always a popular topic within uh, Japanese media. And uh, I think it was delivered really, really well here. Okay. Yeah, and there's uh, something else that I forgot to mention that I don't remember anymore. Um, well, well, that's like too bad. when that's like when I say I don't like Shinkai, I mean I think, like I said, it's very pretty, but his his boards feel very visually exuberant, but not exactly purposeful. Mm. I, think I feel that like when I see the... them, I feel like he does them because he thinks this looks good, which is a completely fine thing. And that doesn't mean I dislike that. You should try to make something look good. I just don't see the purpose behind a lot of the things he does. And sometimes I feel like it sort of gives me this backlash effect where I'm yeah. paying attention to it too much. Like, I, I, I feel that from shots the to look a bit plain. A lot. So yeah. sometimes you need shots to look a bit plain in the same film so when you get a really nice sweeping shot it feels more impactful i feel mm. like your name does a lot of sweeping shots but most of them have more of an emotional connection with the characters especially i don't know if you re remember the scene callum the twilight scene um in the second act with the pen oh. in, in the in the beginning of the third act when it cuts to the third act and uh the two like it's a twilight scene above the huge mountain, volcano-esque mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, the pen falls to the gro ground just yeah. out of nowhere, you know? I that, actually, that, which I was a really like... amazing edit. That was a really nice edit. Yeah, um, I, I didn't like that scene narratively, but I think the uh, the visuals and um, how it was all st structured together kind of kept yeah, my you know, interest yeah, through like, what was It's that cutting, and also... Scene. The pan that comes afterward that it warps away from them it warps away from the top of the mountain and you see the lake and then it slightly fades into the other thing which i was I can't busy reading subtitles really at this point that's, the, that's one of the problems <laughs> i saw it i saw the film with uh you saw it in Japan, in Japan, right? I saw it in theaters in Japan for the first time without subs, and then I saw it again on the plane to uh, Taiwan afterward, and then I saw it on the again on the second plane back to America because I there they did not have that many films I wanted to watch, so I just man, I have a question. <laughs> Since you saw it three times, what's your name? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Okay. I don't remember what's your name. I'm, I'm... One last thing. Um, I do feel like I'm the tired romance of it. Bit... I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like the romance does come out of nowhere, though. I don't know if That'd you agree. Be a one Karen. girlfriend. The yeah, I, 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 I did not get on boards with the like. Obviously, like I wanted them to be a couple, but I, I it's not something that I. You didn't feel like it was earned. No, no, no. Yeah, they yeah. once they actually hit the subject. I was fine with it. I was fine with the entire aspect or the atmosphere that they had surrounding it. But getting there felt really abrupt because so many other things were happening at the same time. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I struggle to call it a romance. I think it's got the uh, structural ideas of a romance and in many cases the... Uh, like the narrative ideas that would play up to eventually become a romance, but I don't 
I I don't believe that's the end. Yeah, I feel like the film wants to be a romance, but it gets sidetracked. Yeah, I'm perfectly happy with the idea that they end up best friends, best mates. Who fuck every now and then. No, well, like, then the ending wouldn't be, you know... No, no, I'm happy. Best you know, the very final scene, that was, okay. that was really all right. good. Alright, guys, but, I've, yeah. I've loved it. I've loved it. But I feel a bit insulted. <laughs> a bit insulted. This is not kind of my revenge you, not for because, not, This is, like, one of the few times I'm not able to talk, but... I'm insulted because, like, everyone just ignores me, and I just want to talk about my favorite <laughs> anime at some point. I don't know, man. Well, okay, you want to talk about Flip Flappers, Glenn? Fuck you! You have to ask the question, asshole! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do the question. Let's uh, retake. Uh, so, Glenn, what was your favorite anime of 2016? The Hobbit. <laughs> Fucking damn it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was flip-flappers. Hard, hard to believe. Wow. Dude. Wait, I have a question. Callum, did you finish it? I haven't finished it, no. How do I kick someone out of a Discord call? <laughs> I, I, there's so I have, much I, I need to get around to. Flip-flappers it's like, is just one of them. It's, it's literally the one show that you were, like, always talking about before it aired. And I know. you didn't even finish. What the fuck? Okay, I'm gonna say... I'm going to say some words about flip-flappers, because you guys said some words about your name, all right? So, Am I I'll allowed to fair. do that? Okay, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy. Uh, so, I know this might be a bit of a, kind of an unhelpful term, but, you know, Matt, you're a live-action guy. You know how some things are kind of described as art films? Art house, yeah. Yeah. In a way, I kind of think flip-flappers is an art. That's I'm gonna like, say more, but like I've because you know it kind of it's kind of a surefire way to kind of mess up conversation because you have like, to first define art, but I think that's the best part about this sort of I, stuff is because uh, art can't be defined, but this art really speaks I, to me. Split flappers really speaks to me because it is the kind of series where you need all of that abstract thinking stuff you learned back in English class in high school you got to think about the themes the symbolism and the good old deductive reasoning but it's lauded despite all that like dense symbolism and like the boarding and all that and the rich thematic core that flip flappers does have i would argue that it is so good and so good at being what it is because you don't need to ever ever but talk about that symbolic understanding to enjoy it on a deeper visceral level because it is just that good it understands the inherent value of emotion the inherent value of relationships not necessarily like the dramatic narrative like i don't want to really want to like but i feel art house is a different is a different thing i don't i'm i, I'm I don't, don't want to say yeah. i don't want to say see this is why i didn't want to use it but i just felt uh, the need to I, just, I don't i'm not saying it's art house i'm saying flip flappers is art it is perfect to me it is what mm. it is my favorite anime of the year it is what i love because I, I, I think there is a well, uh, there's art an expectation that if, a negative connotation yeah because if you say it art is, house, that it belongs in a niche community yeah. that no the that's mainstream not, that, know, doesn't have the capability of understanding that's not what that's I'm the saying. idea of art house it's films, okay why it's so I miss, controversial i misunderstood i don't watch live action i'm sorry i only <laughs> like my waifus uh, I, I genuinely um, really do. I, I am one of the people that has a very st strong um, bias against the word uh, art house because 
I'm fine with the term of art house films. I just don't like what it implies. I know. I didn't. I didn't mean to say it was art house. I wanted. I wanted to say it is art. It, it is art. You can, we'll, we'll let you have that one. Like, okay. wh- like with all of the connotations that come with that word, I want all of them to come to you because it is such an undefinable, strange, but always focused work, and it is it's amazing. And I'm like, that's I want to kick you from this call because you didn't finish it. Matt, did you finish it? Yes, I did. I'm so fucking proud of you. Thank you. All right. I love flip flappers. What did you guys think of flip flappers? I'm sorry. Oh, all, well, um, I, I really love flip flappers. I, I love I how it's this it. kind of. All right, fine, Calum, go first. You saw last of it. Matt, you can, you can, you, 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 you have your go. <laughs> Yo, all I right, really, it's... dude, I love it just as much as you. Maybe I'll fucking watch episode one someday. <laughs> <laughs> No, Flip Flappers is really good though. Uh, it's it's Thank this you. really it's it almost has this hypnagogic quality. Um, Jesus Christ, man! Fuck you, Callum. Yeah, I love how you're giving fuck him you. shit, even though I just went all fucking art. Look, you can also hit. What was that word? Hypnagogic. Yeah, Callum. It's Callum, a word. fucking stop being a film major and just learn some English. <laughs> fucking own. <laughs> Hypnagogic, but no, it certainly, it certainly has this. Um, it has a, it has, it has a, sur- it has a sur- surreal narrative that, in ways, is trying to implement fairy tales in it, and I can, you can yeah. kind of see it in how the ED is formulated, uh, but also while being something that nods to aspects of the fairy tale, typical fairy tale um, medium, it also. You know, like it nods to magical girl shows and it nods to um, Yuri shows, <laughs> but yeah. it does it all in the way that's um, that isn't necessarily blunt. It's almost like an amalgamation of all these ideas, all these uh, contexts, all these kind of archetypes, stereotypes of certain genres, and it mix mashes them into a adventure story that turns into a emotional story about the relationship of two girls and then it turns into a story about parenting it turns into a story about um somewhat about love and uh somewhat about coming of age childhood um isolation uh it's just being all different these, in general all these things you're saying Matt there is just so much there and it's all done so right it's unbelievable I, like, I'm sure so many people would disagree with me, but you can go fuck yourself because you're fucking wrong, <laughs> first off. Flip Flappers is the best show of the year, and I don't think I'm going to get anything like this show in a very long time ever again. Because Flip Flappers is one in itself, and... <laughs> it's the most I'm provocative show that, yeah. of the year, for sure. Like, great debut. Great debut for, uh... Oh my god, how do I forget his name? Oh no. Kiyotaki Oshiyama. Oh, uh, Kiyo. Kiyo. Yeah, Kiyotaka Kiyotaka Oshiyama. Oshiyama. There we go. There I can go. do that bit. Great debut. He is an amazing artist. He is an amazing person. Even though my uh, one of my other most respected people in the industry shit on flip flappers, I saw Mitsuyo. <laughs> Wait, did he? Did he really? Yeah, no, yeah. He was uh Why? He, he was up there with uh him and uh, a few others and he just straight up told him I don't like flip flappers essentially he said I don't 
I, I don't remember the exact wording, but it was pretty brutal. Especially since I know Oshiyama, uh, he respects Iso Mitsuyo probably just as much as I do. <laughs> that that had to have hurt. <laughs> yeah, but then I guess it's not the sort of thing uh, Mitsuyo would um, animate. Like it's very it's very much contrary to uh, his philosophy of animation. So. I get that it's not his sort of show. I don't get why know, he'd feel but... like he'd need to mention it. I but... I think it's just because I think it's I think he'd say that to anyone about their show if he had the opportunity and the opportunity just happened to bring itself here. And I think it says something that Mitsuyo is actually or was watching Flip Flappers in comparison to a lot of the other shows of the year. Mm. It'd be interesting to see what Mitsuyo's like actual like favorite show of the year was probably uh probably some french animation seeing as uh, i feel spending like a the, lot red of time turtle. There. the red turtle oh man has that come out yet yeah that has did it's it any good okay. I, mean, I haven't seen it no. did it come out to like english theaters um it must have because it's uh online to be nominated for an oscar and in order for that to happen it has to have premiered in the u.s okay but uh i'd, I'd say i saw mitsuyo he'd probably his favorite show of the year would probably be re-zero okay okay yeah yeah <laughs> okay like, oh actually no there's one other show he'd probably like fate collide the uh, thry he's probably a big Ilya fan probably yeah but... no, he would definitely like keijo <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes <laughs> can you imagine just suddenly the, the sequel directed by Iso Mitsuo <laughs> Keijo 2. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Being Christ. serious though, he may, he probably like Funeo Amu, maybe. Oh yeah, like Funeo Amu is uh, more his sort of titles. Even Occultic 9. Dude, Occultic 9. One Occultic 9 is, it is fun. It's is very fun style. One of the best very, directors in the world produced. produced. As well. Yeah, Kyoke oh, Ichiguro. Sure. I told everyone! <laughs> I told everyone Ichiguro is a good director, but everyone was like, Lance and Mask is shit, man. <laughs> Fuck all of them. I, I know, but Lance and Mask was such a weird anomaly. Like, yeah. I, I no, Lance and Mask, I, I said, Lance and Mask has a terrible source material that it's tackling, but it actually has interesting directing behind it. There are actual, um, how should I say, um, there are actual. Dude inspirational movement. this is the one time you're gonna hear somebody defending lance and mask this is it yeah that, when you Soak it when up. you said lance and mask do you think the only other two people in the world me and callum know what you're talking about <laughs> like because like that's <laughs> I'm the, yeah i'll like actually genuinely like, gonna have no give idea me a chance what you're i'll watch about. handshakers and i'll try to defend it <laughs> oh god yeah we're nice. watching handshakers together boy yeah, I'm really curious because everyone hates it and I want to find a reason to um to find a reason to like devil's it. advocate. I already I already I mean, we, I'm going to stop myself cuz any fix, I mean any pod is back and we're going to have a seasonal episode after this. Cool. So yep. yeah, I'll stop myself from talking about that. But yeah, Clothing cool. 9, I haven't finished it yet. Uh but from what I've seen which is the first half, it's definitely certainly it's a show with a lot shows. of energy um has really 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 good editing because it the story is almost um uh it the story almost feels like it wants to leave you behind in the dust but thanks to the editing it manages to allow the audience to kind of somewhat keep up with everything that's going on 
Also, I don't think you'd have a difficult time convincing most people that uh, fucking Ishiguro is a good director because a lot of, most people really liked Your Lie in April. Yeah, but yeah. I I think a lot of the yeah, reason but I feel like people I... like Your Lie in April not because of the directing though. I know, just like that kind of story. It's like it would have been an entirely way better show had a lot of the monologues been cut, and in which case Ishiguro would have really shined. But I think a lot of the reason I when I say fucking Occultic Nine is one of the best directed shows of the year, it's because of Ishiguro and also because he got some amazing talent on that show. Like, um, fucking Riki Tauko, Masahashi Ishiyama, fucking a a lot of names I'm trying to think and I can't pronounce them even in my head, so I'm going to give up. He is good at getting people and connections are important and I don't know how, but he has them. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, look forward to any show he's ever going to direct because... Who like Your Lie in April was one of the best produced shows of 2014, and Occultic Nine, without a doubt, one of the best produced shows of this year. Absolutely, especially in a year full of so many production issues mm. uh, that only seems to be increasing. Well, I mean, that, that's an inevitability with the output of shows. I mean, yeah, they need to calm yeah, the fuck down. Triple the amount of shows are, that are coming out this year as opposed I, to say I think, five years ago. I I like that though because I feel like. That's a lot of the no, reason. Yeah, that's... So like I think that's one of the reasons like something like flip flappers can't exist is because there's so many things coming out and so many people taking chances with things. It's like well, you want the industry to grow bigger in this sense. While yeah, but then I mean, financially the industry ain't you know doing that well. But no, fi- financially no financially financially it's, it's honestly, doing great. It's fine. It's fine. It's the people. It? It's the people. Yes, yes. Anim- Why do you think anime is getting made? What do you want about financially? It's fucking. I mean, like the, it's the you... When you look at animators and they're only making two dollars an hour. Oh, they're not doing fine. They're not doing fine. That's not what I meant. In betweeners, and by the third year, they have to pay for their fucking desk at PA. Okay, that's uh, yeah, that's it. And many other studios. Well, we don't we don't know how it is at other studios. IG IG does it as well. I think it's fairly common throughout. And then you got Gainax that has rented a studio apartment that's probably smaller than Gainax all of ours. Gainax is fucking dead. Why are you mentioning Gainax? Gainax aren't dead yet. They've got... They, uh, oh, they've they're got, dying. They've they're, got so many other one studios. And they're doing Hula Girls as well. They're fucking selling tomatoes! Oh, dude, the Hula Girls yeah. anime. To, to fund... <laughs> to fund yes. uh, what's it called? Flying Girls, is it? Flying uh, Girls? Re- regardless, all the talent. I don't know about going, Flying Girls, but I know about Flying Witch. That was a nice show. That was a nice. nice that was a life. really. That was a nice show. That was a really nice comic show. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're supposed to 2016. Oh yeah, when yeah. I, the other probably one of the few shows I think like can either beat or be on the same level as the Cultic Nine in terms of directing was Kizniver and Oshi uh, Oshiyama's debut as director. Mm. Oshiyami means uh, Kobayashi. Kobayashi. Yeah. I as soon as I said it, yeah. I fucking was like, wait. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So, uh, um, I mean, Kiz never has really good storyboarding, but it's good. narrative. Um, do you know the, about the history, or not the history, but you know about the production of Kiz Niver and why it's so narratively inconsistent? Oh, tell me the story, Daddy. Tell 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 me the story. Um, essentially, the original person who was going to make Kiz Niver, I believe this part, uh, was. Imaishi, but Imaishi really wanted to make Space Patrol Luvico. It's been he he was he was trying to make Space Patrol Luvico for years, even before Trigger was made. And um, it, Space Patrol Luvico was originally going to be actually a full like a normal show, not a short show. But anyways, 
Um, he passed on Kiznaiver to uh, Kobayashi, and Kobayashi wanted to turn Kiz. At that point, Kiznaiver was already somewhat developed. There was going to be a battle show where um, the characters can feel each other's pains. Kobayashi didn't want to do that. He wanted to turn the story into a human drama, That's which is why he brought in Mario weird, Kata. So I've gotten a conflicting report where Kobayashi was working on Kill la Kill, and um, he saw the draft of what was going to be um, Kiznaiver, and he thought it didn't seem very trigger. He thought um, that it seemed weird for a show that was about emotions to be created by trigger. Well, yeah, he wanted to. But turn. not that. But that's the thing. Like before, this was before he'd been selected for the project. Before he knew it was going to be on it, he saw the draft and thought, "This is a very trigger," because it was very much about emotions. So I think I think it might be really somewhere in the middle of what we're both saying. Maybe. Um, all I know is that Imaishi hates Kiznaiver and he uh, really hates Kobayashi for trying to what? Oh, wait 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 have you, seen, have you seen Space Patrol Luluko yeah you know how um, Luluko is always trying to talk about how she wants to be normal and then the very end of the show she's like no I'm just gonna be this wacky girl like how the show's wacky I'm I'm not gonna try to allow myself to be normal anymore I'm not gonna try to force myself yeah, to be like for... everyone else I'm not gonna try to go in the curve Space Patrol Luluko is essentially a show by Studio Trigger about Studio Trigger. It's essentially Imaishi trying to monopolize the studio's... But I think um, it's a far stretch to say that was a direct attack on Hiroshi Kobayashi for Kiznaiva. No, I... No, I'm serious. I've read an interview by Imaishi himself. And Imaishi said that he did not like Kiznaiva. And he did not like what Kobayashi was trying to do with Kiznaiva because... He didn't like the fact that Kobayashi was trying to go for a more, um, I guess you could say, uh, normal form of storytelling, it going against the tides of what Trigger was trying to do, or what, at least what Imaishi was trying to do with Trigger. And essentially that's why Kiznaiver had a lot of um, inconsistencies in terms of tone. It has a lot of inconsistencies. And a lot of people always are trying to blame Mario Okada for bringing in her typical romance polygons. And I don't think it's Mario Kata's fault because a good amount of the story was already developed before she came in. What she was told to do essentially was to put frosting on an already half-baked pie. (laughs) I, uh... I prefer Amaishi when he's on other people's shows, so... See... Yeah, I um like that people are talking about really, this yeah. new Imaishi uh, robot show, but I I I want um Akira Amabia to do it instead. I don't think I don't think is that a is that a girl or a boy? Akira, it's a boy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, he's uh he's um the husband of Megumi Kano. Oh, seriously? Yeah, fuck! I didn't realize. That's amazing. Yeah, you think they fuck? at at some point yeah i'm on fanfiction.com you gotta give me something (laughs) um oh one thing about kiznaiver though it uh my yonayama the character designer amazing character designer her i think it's her first time she's great i love her yeah yeah that was that was her yeah i'm pretty sure that was her debut we saw her wait we saw i saw her at the trigger panel i don't oh you were at the second trigger panel at yeah I saw her at the very first one where she actually talked about oh um, her process. You remember uh, You remember when we first met? We met in New York, went to Anime Next 2015. 
I wanted, I was gonna, I was, I hesitated to ask the question, uh, and then I didn't get to ask the question to uh, flow. So I was like, all right, next year I'm gonna get up oh. immediately. <laughs> uh, at the second trigger panel, I didn't hesitate. I was waiting because they were going through each person individually, and for some reason they were doing Sushio last. So Sushio, all of a sudden, like when it's getting to his turn to ask questions, he leaves all of a sudden, and they say, "Haha, he had to go to the bathroom. He never came back. He never." He came did back. come back at the very so, end. I told you. Oh, you're right. He he came back, yeah. and then they were like uh, the questions, and then we got then we got up, and then they were just like, "Oh, never mind." So and I sat down. Like, no. And we got... Yeah. Yeah. That was terrible. What were you saying, though? I'm sorry. I just, I'm just i still so pissed. <laughs> I can't believe you went to the bathroom and ruined my moment. I was going to ask him who his favorite. I, I was going to be like, so on episode 17 of Idolmaster, it seems that you were animation director. <laughs> Who's your favorite Idolmaster? <laughs> and then, uh... It's, go it's got to be Makoto. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I want to... I need... Maybe it, I need who knows? Confirm, maybe it's Chihaya. Need to confirm. What were you saying, though? Sorry. No, I was just talking about uh, Mayoniyama. I wanted to, like, give a shout-out because I think she's really good. Oh, yeah. She's she's a she's yeah. super also, cute, um, too. <laughs> there's a lot of good character designs yeah. this year. Um, You got, like, Satoshi Nakano, who did Pokemon Sun and Moon. You got Aikikuchi, who did New Game. Uh, Takeshi Kojima uh, for Flip Flappers. Uh, Yoko Ito, Amanchu. Um, a lot of good character well, designs Amanchu this year. That was another good show. Oh, also, um, my uh, my Yonayama did the um, the uh, good smile racing for uh, for um, twenty sixteen. The Hatsune Miku. So talking about things that people actually know about. <laughs> Hatsune Miku racing. They do a f figure every year. Oh, I know really? what he's talking about. Yeah, I, mean, do. I don't follow yeah. Vocaloid. It's not. Yeah, it. But, uh, well, I mean, actually, no, that's not true. Figure. There are that's two Vocaloid films, really... the Honeywork films. <laughs> I haven't seen them, though. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I don't think many people have seen them. Even okay. if they're out or not, I can't even remember. Uh, uh, one of them is. The second one's coming out. Uh, Anime 2016. We've been recording for an hour. I don't know if you guys just, since the first uh, 37th first episode of uh, Anipod... Do you want to just have a long one? Or I mean, there's still a wanna... lot of stuff. Oh, 2016 can... is a huge year. But we could probably wrap up. There's... Are you sure you don't want to yeah, talk but... about, um, you know, uh, Pop and Q? Like, I'm not saying to wrap ice. up. I'm just saying, like, le we're, like it's really, like, I, you know, I love talking to you guys. I really do. But but not this much. Yeah, not this much. We're, uh, we're spending, like, so much time on one thing, which is great. Which is great. But is there, like, anything from this year that you want to mention yeah let's see if we got if we got anything big then we uh otherwise then we wrap you it guys up. want to talk about your nice i don't have much to say about um, it but... it's a show that's much better when it's not on the ice ironically enough yeah it really is i think the first few episodes of your nice were exponentially better than all the competition seems because that's when the show kind of Gets visually, um, not very yeah, interesting. The production falls apart, <laughs> and also yeah, the yeah. production fell apart. I I like Uranus. In fact, I love it. I'd say it's one of my favorite shows of the year. But I think that's more to do with fandom, and yeah, mostly fandom than the show them itself. I think it's a fine show that could be a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Victor's super fucking hot. <laughs> Who's your favorite Yuri on Ice? Uh, Russian Yuri. Uh, Yurio. Russian Yuri. Yeah. Yurio. Yurio. Yeah. 
Yep. That's the uh, Antipod official stance now. I, I, the I official love mascot. It. I love it. It's just yeah. like, there's a lot of problems with it. <laughs> and it's it's Saya Yamato's weakest week show. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry. Yamamoto's still amazing. Yeah, she's still amazing. But I want to talk about um, Love Live Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Okay, because yeah, it is a, it's a spin-off that's Fuck actually off. better than the original. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, Love Live Sunshine is so good in terms of... The show itself is just trying to find its own identity, like the characters. The characters are trying to, in a way, copy Muse, but they realize halfway through that they are themselves. And while they may be like Muse... Yeah, and, like, and they themselves are way better than yeah. most of Muse. And even, <laughs> so. like, every scenario in the show is designed in a way to sort of mirror the original Love Life. Like, out of nowhere, their school just suddenly closes and they have to save it. it everything that they do is doing like they go to the beach they go to akihabara they go to all the same destinations when they go to tokyo and um it's it even started i think it even um uh, i think how chia is that her name chica uh i think yeah chica, chica. how she, chica was inspired hanukkah v2 become, um yeah chica is essentially a hanukkah v2 in how she wants to start an idol group and mm. But it's just done so much better. It's no, so yeah, much more about natural. No, yeah, everything about Sunshine it's so much more is interesting too. The characters, I, I love the characters of Muse. Besides fucking Honoya, like Rice Girl, fuck her. But she, <laughs> compl- why? She's worthless. What does she do? At least Kotori makes the costumes. You know who's worthless? The fucking Kotori's worthless. She makes the costumes at the very least. Yeah, yeah, sure. And you know what? She dri- she at least drives the emotional core of the final ep- like the final few episodes in the oh first. Oh my season. god! And it was terrible. it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But at least she did something. You know, she was there for some reason. But Sunshine was amazing yeah, yeah, because yeah. all the characters work together really well. I feel like the characters in Shun- Sunshine Dude. are more like friends instead of Muse. I f- I feel like mm-hmm. Muse has circles I... of friends, and then everyone else is just there together to work together. I feel like, because I genuinely feel like everyone in Muse doesn't like Nico. I genuinely feel like Nico doesn't have any, like, no. friends with anyone else in Muse. I'll be Nozomi's Nico's just friend. just nice to her, that's it. Dude, Nozomi wants to fucking eat her up. That's what's gonna happen there. <laughs> fucking, for Sunshine, the bloody, the third years, I love how whenever it's, like, the drama between the third years, it's just a completely different show. It's so fucking, this is the point where it's like, it was so melodramatic. It was amazing. It was amazing. But it worked. Yes, it is great. I love. Who is your favorite Sunshine Girl? Uh, Yoshiko. Who do you think mine is? Uh, who's the smallest one? Ruby. Ruby. <laughs> this is the. When Sunshine was airing, I asked you the same question. You gave me the same thing, and I answered, "I not Ruby." You didn't remember. It's fucking Dia. I, either that or uh, Chuni, Chuni, Why Chuni Dia? Girl. I, I just love her. And also Chuni Girl. I love Chuni Girl. Yeah, Yoshiko. Yoshiko. Callum, based off of the character designs you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> you have such little faith in me. Uh, yo. It's good. It's a good choice. Yo, yo does have a really good character design. That's a good, she's she's that's a lot of fun. That's a good choice. She just doesn't get anything to do halfway through. Still a good choice. <laughs> Callum, do you have anything else? I have a ton huh. of shit to mention. To be honest, I feel like you guys should. Oh, Netogay. We can. Yeah, actually, yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna oh, mention Netogay real quick. 
Okay. <laughs> Can we put a timer on you? Yeah, sure. So, so recently, a lot of my favorite light novels, where I'm super hipster mode, have been getting adaptations like ReZero, Kanasuba, Neto J. No, Neto, no, Neto J got it. And uh, I like Neto J. I don't know. The anime was, you know, it was all right. That was good as the novels, but I still really liked it. I don't know. Maybe you should check it out. Um, Grimgar, another isekai show we didn't talk about. Easily one of my favorite shows of the year. I liked Real Life. Uh, though its production was... The production values were pretty terrible, but I did, I did enjoy the story. I, I liked Real Life. Like, I don't... I'm surprised how much, like... I know you don't like, like, you're not saying, like, I love it, but, like, I just, I can't believe that, like, you were the one who was, like, let's talk about Real Life to me. Like, while it was airing. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it. I, um, what's her, what's her name? Uh, like... Oh, Is it the girl with the mole on her neck? The green eyes? Yeah. Yeah, what about her? I, don't know, I just like the character. Um, I like. Really I actually cool. genuinely really enjoyed real life in terms of its narrative. I felt that um, it was just a nice story. I mean, something that a lot of people can relate to. I mean, I think some of us at least would like to go back to our no, high yeah. school days. I really, I like. I, I read real life like years before the end. Like the anime had been announced like a long time ago, and I never okay, even hipster. thought it was coming. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so I'm so sorry that I like Japanese media. <laughs> oh, wait, was real life a mon? Real life was genuine? a re, real life was a mon one, wasn't it? I'm so sorry. I like one. Asian yeah, I media. It's Korean. Korean, yeah. Um, yeah Quality code. <laughs> oh, really? Had a nice soundtrack. Yeah, I'm about oh, to say soundtrack's yeah. oh. amazing. <laughs> I, I swear to God, if we're talking about if I can the second half to Concrete Revolution. That's good. I haven't seen. I haven't even. I've only seen one episode. I still don't know what I'm waiting for. You're you're the one who tells me. I was like, like I bet I'd really like Concrete Revolution. Let's not. Watch I it. I really like the first episode, <laughs> and I was like, I, I like it so much. I'm gonna wait for it to finish. Now that it's done, it's just it's been so done. Much to watch it's now. been done since winter. It's 2017. You idiot. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, uh, uh, ping pong girls. That's like that's, ping pong that's girls a really good a, show. That's a really good actually. show. <laughs> and I don't know. Um, and happy. We're we just gonna. Okay? Is this just gonna be it for the next hour? We're gonna no, say words. I like. I wanted to say more like like Grimgar, Ryosuke Nakamura, and his fucking oh, like literal waifu, his wife, fucking character designer, <laughs> super good. Also, the character designer for Rakugo, another really good show for Winter. Uh, not well, mm. Winter twenty sixteen from twenty sixteen. Which is also airing right now, and it's like it's getting a bit confusing. Uh, he's a really he's a really cool guy, mainly because I also I really like his thigh and leg fetish, and I'm glad his wife is fine with it. Um, also, Igarashi's return, even though technically not his return, uh, Bungo Stray Dogs. This is his yeah. like re his return to peak form, not peak form, but. Back but, to, like, the good old Igarashi days of Ashita no Naja or, like, Sailor Moon. Is is it? Is is Bunko Stray Dogs like that? <sighs> I think Season 2 but, played into that season more. Two. He's an Oron, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, while I, I'm not a fan of the story of Oron, but it has some really good storyboarding. Yeah, Igarashi's really, really, like, good, and he just... He did Captain Earth and Captain Earth. I like I, I like Captain Earth, but, like, he just wasn't like very Igarashi. of Captain Earth. I like it's the like, bit that weren't the story, that wasn't like, the story. I wanted to fuck a lot of the characters in Captain Earth, that's for sure, like, but... <sighs> I love saying these shows, and I just think to myself, the five people who watched it, shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs>
But uh, come on, more, a, lot, a ton of people have seen Captain Earth. Remember that, no that was when all the Erica Captain, Seven jokes no were one being made. Finished Captain I don't, Earth. Yeah, yeah. I don't think many people finished it. People got excited because they everyone was like bones and Mecha. Wow, let's get on. Dude, it with fucking that. when there was mechs. And it, it was, oh god, it looked really yeah, fantastic. It was really good. But the story was shite. Yeah, yeah, just fucking erased. Not really. All the word parts that I really liked. Oh, I'm sorry. I said the English title Bakudake ga Inaimashi. Yeah, there you go. There we go. I that that's not one of my favorite shows. I was making a joke. Um, the I liked the I I just I liked the first like episode five of Euphonium two was nice. All of Euphonium two was nice. Yeah, yeah, pretty much all of it was pretty good. Dude. I've never changed so though. hard to just like I want Reina to go right. away for a go. little bit so that Kumiko and Asuka can just fucking go at it. They can just fucking demolish each other because they are in love. <laughs> oh my god, Euphonium Two was so good. Um, fucking Karamori came back and did Macross Delta, which was good, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> Frasia was good. Frasia was, yeah, yeah, was she great. was. But Macross Delta, the only thing they introduced to it was the idol group. I know, and Wakor is fucking awesome. Ikenai bought a line. <laughs> well, um, they took the song from what, like uh, September Earth Fire, Earth Wind Fire. Yep, that was a good, good. Ah, uh, yeah. Is um, there a, a... from Shumatsu no Izeta was cute. I mean, if we're just going to talk about cute characters, I got a million to list off, man. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the romance part of Izetta. Everything else, not Is there so a romance much. part? I, I, I fucking... Even... Like, What's if you finish romance? it... If you... Did you finish it? No, not the yet. The second to last least. episode, it's just like, these... They are just so fucking gay. Like, my <laughs> god. It is unbelievable. Why couldn't it just be about this? But... One more? What was it? There was something. Oh yeah, the one PA work show that no one really watched. Kira Mukuro. Haruchika. Oh fucking yeah. no, not Haruchika. Don't <laughs> fucking make me laugh. <laughs> Who even remembers Haruchika? It's another show. Apparently, I do. Oh my god. I haven't even seen it. But no, I, I did hear yeah, really, was... really good things Kura... about Kuro Mukuro. Kuro I really like Kuro But really once it got to the Kura second Mukuro. half, I just didn't give a shit. Yeah, it goes it goes to like some weird like narrative places, but I still liked it a lot. It was definitely the best PA work show of the year, which wasn't hard. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, there will be more competition this year. It was also awful because, like, it came, Harajika came, like, directly after fucking Euphonium, and it was just, like, well, ripping fucking pieces. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's, uh, I think that's about all I got. I'm sure there's cool. more that I'm forgetting. My Yoiga. I like Well, my Yoiga's fantastic. Yeah. It's just people that just haven't learned to appreciate it. That's how far humanity has come as a species. Oh, I'm not far enough. Three Gatsu. I mean, it's still passing on to this year, so yeah, you can true. Let yourself go. I can let myself go. I was gonna say some words, but like, this is probably the longest podcast we've done that isn't a live stream. Yeah. Which I guess I'm also is... the one that's having to stay up for this. Oh, poor you. <laughs> poor me. I had to wake up at nine a.m. Oh, poor, poor, poor you. I, I guess. Seriously, fucking. Uh, yeah, that's everything. Oh, girlish number. Chicha. Uh, oh, yeah. 
I like, I, just... I like Watery. Cool. <clears throat> He's a cool writer. Alright, that's everything. That was 2016. Here, here's to, uh... Here's to, uh... Lo here's to a year of Antipod. Here's to... Here's to a, a long life that doesn't vanish. Hopefully. <laughs> We're back, bitches!